0: Hello and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to my podcast episodes. Let's dive right in. So I know it's been a hot minute since I really record a full-blown episode. I know that I had my eight-year-old nephew on here recently um he's so cute and he's so smart but as far as me recording a full episode it's been a a long time and the reason for that is because I just haven't felt up to it with everything that I've been going through related to my grief um, coming up on two months of having lost my father. And I just have a hard time imagining. Imagining that. Or rather accepting the reality that I'm never going to see him again. Um, and so it's been hard. And I don't want to just come on here and vent. I want to make sure that you guys are getting Something useful out of this, um, expertise, knowledge, etc. Although it is incredibly cathartic to vent on here, I will say. And I know that on some level, uh, many of you can relate to my experiences, which is also helpful, but I wanted to wait until I was in a better headspace. So thank you guys for being patient with me. And uh, let's dive right in. So having this experience with my dad him passing away as a result of COVID-19 complications um, it, it made me really think about my triggers because a lot of people even though they mean well and they have the best possible intentions, can inadvertently trigger you. Oh, he's in a better place. He's no longer suffering. I don't want to hear that. And so it it got me thinking more about my triggers, which is really back to the basics. Because in order to heal We need to be aware of our emotional triggers, what sets us off. And so I've had to create some emotional distance between me and people that are not bad people, that are great people that are not saying what I need to hear during this time. And this process, this grief, is about me. It's not about them. And for a long time, I felt really guilty. I felt really bad. Like, how could I feel this way toward people that are, you know, great and great friends, great people, you know, etc. How dare I? And I had a talk with myself, and I was just like, they could be great people, but they're not great for you right now. And... I am so fragile and I am so vulnerable right now that I have to prioritize that. I mean, think about it, guys. I'm managing my grief. I am a therapist. I do paperwork. I see patients. I take care of my mom. Literally, she's fully dependent. It's a lot. So if I don't want to be triggered, I have that right. (laughs) And so, you know, people that are saying things like he's in a better place, he's no longer suffering. Um, it was his time. I don't want to hear that. Sorry, I don't want to hear that because I don't think it was his time. He absolutely was suffering because I saw what he went through. And yeah, maybe he's in a better place, but I have no way of knowing that for sure. And I, I, I am not buying the it was his time excuse i'm sorry i'm not he was taken from me so with that being said it got me thinking about my triggers and i want to share with you guys what my top three triggers are and i will hope that this particular episode gets you thinking about your triggers because the more familiar you are with your triggers the more familiar you become with the parts of you that are still unhealed that require attention from you that require TLC tender love and care that is how healing begins by acknowledging your triggers so my top three triggers, number one, you're too sensitive. You're too emotional. I hate hearing that. That to me is probably worse than spitting in my face. It is literally you saying there's no value to what you're saying. There's there's no validity to what you're saying it feels completely invalidating and upsetting and it is very reminiscent of my childhood trauma to hear that and so that is a no-no telling me that I'm too sensitive is a no-no because you know what I am sensitive but I'm also very rational and I think that there are moments where I become upset where I'm able to recognize, okay, I'm upset this person wasn't being malicious, but I'm still upset and so let me navigate through these feelings versus, you know, okay, this person was being rude and I'm upset, like I'm... I'm pretty good about making those distinctions despite my sensitivity. It doesn't really get in the way of me being rational and I think that is what people believe. People believe believe if you're sensitive that automatically takes away your credibility and that's not true and I'm here to tell you that's not true and I'm here to tell myself that's not true. So that's a huge trigger for me. All right. Trigger number two. I wish I had written these down. Um, oh, conversations related to weight. Size, shape. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I can do it once in a while, depending on the friend. But if it's... If we're constantly talking about weight and size and shape and appearance... If that is literally all we're talking about, it's a wrap. I can't. It's too triggering for me. I have body image issues. I have low self-esteem. I do not want to hyper-focus on looks. I don't. I'm okay with talking about it a little bit like, oh, yeah, you know, um, I'm, you know, working on my body, whatever the case may be. But when it becomes like every conversation revolves around that, I, I can't. It's a wrap. Mm -mm. ain't gonna make that meeting because it's it's too upsetting um too triggering I can't um and frankly I think there are more important things to discuss in life than looks I mean looks are great everybody wants to look good I get it I also think you can look great at any size and I really believe that in my heart um it's just unfortunate that I don't apply the same rules to myself that I apply across the board. And that's the issue. Trigger number three, I gotta think. Hmm. What is trigger number three? Oh, how could I forget? Trigger number three, when people don't ask me how I'm doing. I hate that. That is a great way to get me to feel really upset. When people will just call me and just be like, hey, let me tell you about my stuff. And won't even bother to ask me if I'm okay. That is a major trigger. I just feel like that is selfish and showcases narcissistic tendencies And I'm just not here for it. So those are three triggers I can think of. I know that I have plenty more, but I should have written them down for the purposes of this podcast. But the reason that I made this episode is just to encourage and implore you guys to think about what are the things that trigger you? It could be words, phrases, smells, places, people, things. Think about it. What triggers you? Who triggers you? I know for me, when I visited my old high school, um, I actually had a, had a client to go see in my old high school um, to provide therapy with. And I walked in and I just started feeling all sorts of anxiety because just being back in the place where I had such negative experiences was very triggering for me. So it's recognizing what triggers you so that you can give that part of you extra love, extra attention, because it requires it for healing and evolving and moving on. And there's going to be moments where you regress But with proper support, you can always get back on the right track. Talk to me about your triggers. What sets you off? Let me know. I know this is a short one, but we're going to have more episodes coming soon. Take care, everybody. Until next time.